chapter sixty seven of the book of elves and fairies for storytelling and reading aloud this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by kathleen the book of elves and fairies for storytelling and reading aloud by francis jenkins olcott timothy tuttle and the little imps timothy tuttle esq was reclining on his soft comfortable sofa the gaslight flashed brilliantly over the rich rug and rosewood furniture and fell softly on the velvet-seated chairs and heavy curtains it was a mild evening in june and the cool air came refreshingly in while the bright light flashed gaily out the windows timothy tuttle esq one of the richest merchants in the city was reposing after the fatigues of the day he was thinking how very good and respectable he was and of his success in life of his great wealth and especially of his ships now in the china seas which were bringing him even more wealth then he thought of his plans for a fine new mansion and how he would now be able to purchase many costly things for his home very soon he grew weary and fell asleep suddenly he awoke and heard something moving over the rug and turning his head to see what it was beheld a dozen or more of the strangest little creatures capering about they were like little imps in human form but winged and not higher than timothy's knee they were coal-black from head to foot and were moving around with grace and agility timothy tuttle was a brave man but he was very much startled to see this unexpected sight for as soon as the little imps perceived that he was awake they began to bow to him in quick succession more and more rapidly and all the time grinning and showing their white teeth from ear to ear then timothy tuttle heard something squeak close to his head and saw one of the little creatures sitting on the arm of the sofa and mowing at him don't be afraid timothy it's only i it squeaked who on earth are you asked timothy and what do you want this question seemed to amuse all the little fellows hugely for they began to bow again grinning and capering in fine style and crying out how do you do timothy we are very glad to see you timothy don't be afraid timothy we're all here i am glad of that exclaimed timothy i'm glad that there are no more of you plenty more plenty more timothy they cried laughing and holding their sides but we'll do timothy we'll do oh yes we'll do we'll do timothy tuttle was no coward but he could not help feeling somewhat frightened as he looked at their antics and he gazed around to see where they could have come in the door was locked and only the window was open what do you want go away go away he cried in a husky voice the little imps grinned all the more delighted to see you timothy flattering reception timothy we'll be happy to stay timothy and with that they began to bow again with great politeness 
timothy looked about for some weapon of defence but saw nothing within reach what do you want he demanded again want you timothy must come with us timothy where to he demanded at that all the little imps pointed over their shoulders with their thumbs to the open window timothy reflected that as he was in the second story of the house any attempt to go out by the window without wings would be preposterous he drew his hand across his eyes to make sure that he was not asleep then he looked again and there were all the little imps bowing more politely than ever he seized a pillow and was about to throw it at them when they flew at him dragged the pillow out of his hands overpowered him and picking him up by the arms and legs flew out of the window carrying him off bodily how far he was carried timothy tuttle never knew but it seemed to him a very long distance when he found himself again at liberty he was lying on the bare ground in the cold moonlight he sprang up and saw all the little imps standing in a circle around him bowing and nodding with great good humour he looked about he found himself on an open plain surrounded by forests nothing was in sight except a very large gothic building in the centre of the plain it was old but a larger and more magnificent building timothy had never seen its pointed roof rose to the skies and stained glass windows adorned its grey stone walls the turrets and towers were beautifully carved and the walls were hung here and there with green ivy but the building was falling into decay some of the windows were broken and some of the stones crumbling to ruin a few of the arches were fallen and the roof threatened to cave in timothy tuttle turned from surveying this building to look at his grinning companions you're wanted timothy cried one where he asked hoarsely they all pointed over their shoulders with their thumbs at the great door of the building but what if i will not go he asked in as cool and determined a voice as he could assume at this all the little imps began to caper about in great glee singing mortals rash who disobey little imps will bear away if they still refuse to go if they dare to answer no take a pin and stick it in at that instant timothy tuttle felt a sharp pain in one of his legs and he could not help crying out he knew that there was nothing to do but to obey so he turned and walked toward the building while the quick patter of tiny feet and the flutter of wings told him that the little imps were close behind only once did he turn his head and his ears were greeted with oh yes timothy we're all here when timothy had entered the door he found that the interior of the building was one great room around its sides were galleries rising tier above tier and under the galleries were recesses and alcoves still it was all one room from the centre of the arched ceiling hung a splendid chandelier with a thousand lamps but most of the lights were extinguished and the few that were burning flickered and smoked so badly that the building was dimly lighted when timothy first entered his ears were filled with a hissing and fluttering sound 
and after he had been there long enough to become used to the dim light he saw that the whole building was full of just such little imps as had brought him hither they were flying up and down and flitting to and fro and seemed very busy looking up he saw four or five large windows through which some appeared to fly away while others would dart through into the building with great swiftness just as bees come and go from the hive but the most astonishing part of it all was their extraordinary politeness to timothy and the grinning that showed on all sides as he entered now as we have said before timothy tuttle was no coward and stepping up to one of the little imps who had just flown in he said you seem to know me oh yes timothy replied the little fellow nodding violently yes i know you i know you well where do you all go to out those windows and where do you come from oh i've just been to china timothy looked as if he did not believe him yes i've just been to china seas on board your ships and i have been counting your wealth and the little wretch winked fast and knowingly timothy was dumb he remembered what he had been thinking when he fell asleep his grinning companion left him and he wandered about the great edifice where he saw a large number of little imps busily at work some were painting the wall with small brushes it was amazing to see how rapidly they could sketch a picture timothy watched them for a moment and fairly held his breath when he saw one by one past scenes of his own life start out upon the wall many of the scenes that he had thought that no one knew of but himself but here one or another of his deeds good and bad was drawn to the very life upon the wall and as they worked the little fellows grinned and sang but timothy could not understand what they said timothy turned away from these grinning little creatures and moved to where another group were sketching other pictures he was almost afraid to look at the pictures but when he did so he saw that the painters were making designs too ugly and horrid to look at but timothy was perplexed for of all the pictures there was none that he did not think he had seen somewhere before and these little imps were singing the same song that the others were singing and timothy thought that he caught the refrain bad little sad little mad little thoughts here he turned to look into the recesses and alcoves under the galleries not all the inhabitants of the edifice were like the little creatures who had brought him hither oh no in the shadows of the great pillars there lurked and crawled great slimy things that made one shudder to see enormous spiders larger than any timothy had ever dreamed of ran swiftly across the floor centipedes and lizards clung to the mouldy walls and cold slippery serpents glided noiselessly along occasionally he came upon huge shapeless creatures who lay curled upon the floor staring at him with watery eyes timothy hastily picked his way out into the light again here he found other groups of painters one group was using brighter colors and blending them beautifully but he could scarcely believe his own eyes when he saw the picture of the fine mansion he was planning and the images of a thousand other things he had wished and hoped for 
but the painters in the next room were acting very strangely they touched their brushes to the wall hastily and tremblingly glancing over their shoulders as if in terror and though their pictures did not assume any definite form timothy felt most uneasy there he saw the dim outline of another world of which he had heard but had forgotten to think of for many years meanwhile timothy had reached the upper end of the room and found himself close to a great curtain tightly drawn on either side of it he beheld a marble basin one of the basins had evidently contained a fountain but it was now half choked with mud and only a little water oozed out of it on looking into the other he was astonished to find it full of liquid fire just then he heard behind the curtain the sound as of a mighty rushing wind and at the same moment the two fountains boiled up and cast out their dirt and this they continued to do until each basin was brimming full one of pure water and the other of pure fire the little imps too heard the sound at first they were awed and hushed then they began to fly about in confusion until timothy was bewildered by the noise and movement suddenly the curtain was parted and timothy saw a stately lady seated upon a throne in a noble arched recess her head was thrown back her eyes flashed and in her hand she held a scourge every thong of which seemed to writhe and twist and end in little snappers of fire at the sight of this scourge and the frown on the lady's face all the little imps began to howl dismally the lady arose and came down from her throne into the centre of the room and the little imps fled before her but they could not escape seizing the first one she met she plunged him several times into the basin of water then taking him out she carried him kicking and quivering to the other basin and plunged him into the fire timothy stood horror-stricken he leaned against a pillar to support himself but what was his astonishment to see the lady take the little fellow out of the basin and release him and he ran away unharmed but a strange thing had happened the little imp was no longer so black and instead of grinning maliciously he was now smiling as pleasantly as possible the lady seized every little imp in the room in the same manner and plunged him into both basins then she collected troops of the imps and drove them before her with the fiery scourge she made them begin to scrape the dirt off the floor and down from the walls to repair the broken places in the roof and to polish the rusty and musty spots and all the rubbish she made them throw into the basin full of pure fire sometimes two or three little imps would carry one of the great slimy reptiles and drop him in and all those thus dropped into the fire never came out again and as the little imps worked they broke into a song all the rubbish tither take little whip will make us ache tug tug the big bug spider fowl and slimy thing in the fire lightly fling rub rub off the rust sweep sweep away the dust sparkle sparkle precious stone pearly roof an ivory throne oh dear 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 hear the fiery lashes crack on each little lazy back hear the glowing basin boil little imps must burn or toil timothy watched and listened until he became very weary then he stretched himself out on the floor and fell asleep 
when he awoke he found himself lying in a dazzling light how long he had been asleep he did not know he sprang to his feet with an agility and ease that he had never felt before he looked about him there was still the same great room the same chandelier with its thousand lamps and the same pattering of little feet and rustling of wings but oh how changed how changed the arched roof was composed of transparent pearl delicately carved and fretted with lines of brilliant rose diamonds pendants hung from the arches formed of great diamonds and pearls cut into exquisite shapes the walls were of ruby and topaz and sparkled with mosaics of precious gems representing scenes more beautiful than any ever seen on earth the huge pillars were of jasper and around them was twined the graceful immortal amaranth the floor was of coloured marble inlaid with onyx and amethyst in the noble recess at the end of the room sat the lady on a throne carved from ivory and studded with diamonds her scourge and frown had disappeared and from her smiling countenance shone a divine beauty the chandelier every lamp of which was now pouring out a silver light sent a glowing radiance into the farthest corners and recesses under the galleries and revealed no signs of stain or shadow the basins threw high their spray of sparkling water and pure fire looking like fountains of liquid light which fell back again with the softest music but the greatest change of all was in the little imps they were each and all of a pure transparency of white than anything timothy had ever conceived and there was not one upon whose face did not play a smile of joy some of them were working harder than ever while others were bathing in the fountains darting and fluttering in and out of the spray they looked as light and brilliant as soap bubbles in the sun and flashing from their wings were all the colors of the rainbow indeed the little imps shone so brightly that timothy could scarcely look at them but while he was examining all these wonderful changes with admiration he heard a silver trumpet ring through the edifice and as its sweet notes died away among the pearl arches the little imps with myriad voices as sweet and clear as the trumpet call sang lightly we rise in the azure shies lightly we dart away lightly we roam through the boundless dome or in pathless depths we stray bright little white little light little thoughts when we would try how high we can fly when we would gaze on his brightest rays when through glory we range in colors strange lightly we turn to god there hide there abide bright little white little light little thoughts then the most amazing thing of all happened timothy tuttle esq suddenly found himself lying once more on the soft comfortable sofa in his own home the gaslight was flashing over the rich rug and rosewood furniture just as it had done when he had last seen the room he raised himself on his elbow and looked around but not one of the little imps was there indeed he could find no traces of them except the marks of their tiny black feet on the rug but from that day forward timothy was a changed man his face was no longer hard and selfish 
but it beamed with good and kind thoughts he no longer preferred wealth to everything else in the world he gave up the plan for his fine new mansion indeed he no longer wished for one and he spent the remainder of his days making his family and friends happy and relieving the poor and needy dr john todd adapted end of timothy tuttle and the little imps